Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast um, on OneWSR.com. Uh, my name is Mpo Mutlani, and I've got Tim Delace here with me. What do we do? We talk about cricket, South African cricket. It's a little bit of an alternative podcast. We don't give you what... I don't even, there are a few podcasts out there, but this podcast gives you probably a little bit more raw, a little bit of inside information, but it's fun. And we try to have a lot of fun. Uh, we've talked about our domestic season, and we're the only podcast that does that, so you can catch us on that. Or, few podcasts uh, prior so please go check that out we've spoken about guys who need to move we've spoken about guys from division two need to come up um we also cover the protests which we're going to do that we've also covered momentum protests the one other thing before we continue is if you'd like to advertise in this podcast we've got thousands of viewers followers and subscribers so if you want to reach those people please do send me an email at import1wsr.com Outside of that, what a week. Tim, how are you after the weekend that was? Yeah, look, I, I, I'm good. Um, this morning I went, went, went on Instagram and uh, I saw a video from Pommy and Bangra. And, and he, he, he posed a question, just much like I'm feeling this morning. Was what we saw good for the game? Or is it okay if it happens occasionally? Because what we saw was basically batsmen's batting against against bowling machines. That's what we saw. Mm. There was nothing for the bowlers of any kind, of any variety. Um, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. I'm 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 not complaining. I'm just um, I'm a little bit weary. I don't want that to be something that happens. On a regular basis. I'm on the other side, Tim. No, wait, 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 wait. Okay. As a purist, and a lot of the... Something that irritates me about cricket, right? The guys who love test cricket. I do love test cricket. I love one-day cricket because it's an easy way to decide who actually is the best in the world without having them play five days over five days over however. Because you can't have a test World Cup, right? I'd love that, but you can't have that. You can have a Super League, but... Until Pakistan can travel to India, uh, or a test championship, until Pakistan can go to India, it doesn't make sense, right? Cool. And then until we all play everybody. So in one, you can, so my thing is this, you can make the test championship a three-year cycle, right? Everybody plays everyone in minimum three test series. If you want to make it a five test series, the two tests on the back end don't count for, for anything. That, that's how I see it. But anyway, well, that, that's, that's it. I'm happy because T20, for people who are purists, they don't like it, right? I don't think T20 should be a balance between bat and ball. I think T20 should be a run fest. I think T20 should be, you know, whoever can score the most amount of runs. Let T20 be what so many people, when they're watching the Twitter front, they're like, no, let people dope. Let's see what they can do, how fast they can go. So, let's see what we... It's entertaining, right? So, I look at baseball, right? Baseball, you will get about three, four home runs in about 18 innings. So, you're going to sit three for three hours, three, four hours to see the ball fly out the stadium four times. If, if at all. 
Whereas T20 cricket or that game yesterday, we had like over six, like over a hundred boundaries. It was ridiculous. It and was, I loved well, it. There we go. It was ridiculous. Look up the word ridiculous in the dictionary. That's what it was. Ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and ridiculous sells. Ridiculous <laughs> put seats in the stadium. Now, imagine if KFC said, if you caught a ball in the boundary, you get a bucket of chicken. Makes life even easier because more people are going to be coming. So I'm sitting here on some, yeah, we need more of this. I'd like to petition the ICC. It doesn't matter where you have the next T20 World Cup. The final must be at Centurion. But God, don't care where in the, you can be the West Indies. Whoever makes it to the final flies to South Africa, plays a Centurion so we can see runs. Because the problem with cricket and in ODI cricket in finals is that we don't get enough runs. You'll get about a 250, 220 type of game when things get a little bit... Word, which is why I loved about the SA20, right? And which is why people complained about the SA20 final, right? Was that we came out of Aiden Markham scoring 100 and Reason nearly scoring 100. And the the there are the there are Lions, the Joburg Super Kings, nearly chasing down 225 in a game where 450 runs were scored to come to see 130 plays. I don't know how, how it was in the SA20 final. That, as a viewer, as someone who's new to the game, runs are the currency for players and the currency for people to put bums on seats. People don't come to watch Kachiso take a fighter, unless if you know Kachiso's background and you know him as a test player. They don't do that for D20. They come to see runs. So you have a nice little situation right now where if you can score two, if each D20 can be like 200 runs each, it would make life so great. Or at least 180 plays 180. We don't want to see 150. No, man. Really not. I, I, love that, I, I love that we're going to disagree. I love those low-scoring <laughs> T20 games. I love them. Okay. I, I, I agree. You, would, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want that to be the staple diet of T20 cricket. You would want to see 180, 190. But the fact that we have those 150s, 140s. I, I love those games because they add so much tension. They don't, they don't give you the boundaries that the majority of fans go to. I get that. That is, that is certainly true. But the idea that, that seeing a middle stump fly out the ground when they put the, ball, put the wickets in loosely is not exciting. It's not no, true. It is exciting. It, 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 it is exciting. I'm just trying to say, let's go minimum 180. You'll still, because here's my thing, right? If you're chasing 200, right? Or you're trying to be very aggressive, right? And Gahiso comes in and he takes middle stumps out and it's exciting and we've got zinger bales. At least let the team get to 180. 180 is still a very, you want a sense of urgency in the game. And that's the problem with test cricket that bothers us, that only day five you get urgency. And day five is interesting because people are wanting to win games or wanting to not lose, right? That's what I like about ODI cricket is that there's a target. You need to set it. The only problem is that what I'm saying is that there should be a minimum level. There should be like a, every team gets like a 250 minimum. You then decide how far you want to go high because the reason with the 438 game, we all sat there going, oh, it's a damn squib. And South Africa all of a sudden were like chasing it. There was urgency. Even with yesterday, we thought, I thought, I was like, okay, they'll get close. 
but batting second at, at, at Centurion may not may not help you. But obviously, we saw in the night before it actually did. So then you're like, okay, cool. This is quite interesting. Let's see how far they'll get. I didn't think they could score over 230. Well, was I surprised? <laughs> Very surprised. But I kept on watching because you're like, they're 160 after like 12 overs. And you're just like, they still need about 90. And there's like 45 balls left. Can they still make it? And you just kept on watching. Five overs left, 60 of 36. Mathematically, I'm like, yeah, South Africa should get there. But somebody who doesn't know this game is like, they're running out of balls still. It's still too much. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, we're going to talk about South African <laughs> Netherlands squad. That was announced. We'll talk about it at the end. So wait for the end. We're going to talk about that. Tim, game one. It's raining a little bit. 11 overs, 11 overs. I like Mark Nicholas said something I'll agree with him. He was like, T11 works. T10 does. T11 is like, hmm, yeah, it works. What a game, a shortened game. Because shortened game gives you aggression, right? But I'm sitting there going, I'm thinking about this West Indies squad, and then I'll, we'll talk about how you found the game. The West Indies squad is England, but they have very poor bowlers. Okay, one, they don't have a wicket-taking wrist spinner. And also don't have a guy who bowls 150 accurately. They've gone to the whole, all our all-rounders can bat. They can bat until nine, you know, and that's, and that's who they are. And it's a, it's a, in a shortened game like that, it brings them into the game. Because I think, and you saw yesterday, they were just even worse than South Africa were with the ball um defending 258 i i don't like this type of team i really don't but there's a place for them in world cricket you know they're just completely aggressive they'll either be bowled out for 140 or they'll give you 250 or even. And they've gotten the formula right because now they've got batters who can actually score runs. And that was my worry. It was like, this West Indian T20s is actually good. Like, it's, like, that batting order is just insane. But how did you find that first game? Because that first game was electric. The second game was great. That one, I was like, this is like a 100-meter sprint. Yeah, um... The, the first game, the first game was weird. It it was it was really weird, um, but I I I I I agree with you. The West Indies issue in both games in both games was the over reliance on on the on the bowling, on the all rounders all rounder bowling options. Um, the fact that Roster Chase was playing in that first game is just insane. Roston Chase was playing the first mm. game, and he batted at nine. It was just it made it that made, was the shock. I was like, "Why is he coming out at nine? It made like no a... sense at all. <laughs> Absolutely no sense. Um, they do have the right uh, Arsenal. Um, Mash, Mash, who we had um, yeah. before this whole tour started. Um, he was saying that you can't have. Uh, Mario Shepard and mm. Odin Smith. You can pick one, and and one of them is going to be hard-hitting batsman 
who can bowl one or two overs. You can't have both of them. If you have both of them and you're relying on them in, in the bowling department, then you're asking for trouble. And that's essentially essentially what happened. Um, the, the it was a strange game that it was a strange game. It could, could, could either way, um, but the result kind of you kind of knew what South Africa were going to do if they won the second the toss in the second game. Mm. It kind of it kind of played to this is what we're going to do in the second game. This is where we where we, where we got got slightly wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a. I suppose my my initial thoughts were. It's almost like a, a preseason game. It's almost like that. It didn't really, it didn't have the feel of a knockout game. Whereas the second game, because it, it, it genuinely had the feel of West Indies win this, they win the series. It had that feel. It had that feel. The first one was a sort of seeing each other yeah, out like kind, of, kind of thing. Drained, and you're like, mm. mm, yeah. Okay, cool. Like it's eleven overs, and everyone. I think. I think my like whatever game is reduced. I. I just. I feel cheated, out of the full experience. You know, it's like you're having a starter, not having the main meal. It was nice, but you wanted a little bit more. And I would have wanted to see how South Africa responded after those, because I because we saw yesterday, what could have happened on Saturday, essentially. But there's a lot to be said about that centurion pitch, but. Very thankful, very happy. High scores, finals, semi finals, bring them to the high felt. Just like Centurion, let everyone play at Centurion. Doesn't matter if the pitch is going to be flat, it makes it even better. Um, <laughs> it's what it is. But Sheldon Cottrell bowled really well in that, in that, in that game, and I think he was the difference between the two sides. We got 130 with South Africa limping at the end, Susanna Magala. Oh, chef's gifts with, with, oh, amazing with the bat loved watching him but Sasanda's always been that guy right he's always long levers he can do it 18 or 5 that's what you want David Miller 48 from 22 that's what you want right but it was the team that bowled better and the West Indies thoroughly bowled better than the South Africans and if you think about it right the West Indians as I said before just the they're all rounders they they they, their bowlers aren't that great. The West Indian bowling hasn't been great, but if it's a shortened game, brings them in, and you just needed two overs from Sheldon Cottrell for nothing, less than 10, and you're in. And that's what they were saying, right? And I thought the West Indians, who probably were more used to playing like the T10 format, as Rothman Powell said in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the press conference, it kind of suited them, and they knew what they needed to do. And yeah. That I was really, I was really impressed by the West Indies. Then I was like, "You're giving yourselves a chance." Just like in the ODI series, right? The first ODI they won, they bowled really well. Then South Africa just fell apart at the seams. Um, and the guys, like I, the guys there, like I like the look of Brandon King. I think he should come into the Test side. Like I think he's, he's a proper batsman, you know. Um, obviously you got Nicholas Puran. He hasn't done much, but Johnson Charles making me feel like. In the, on the Sunday, and let's move to Sunday. Johnson Charles, I'm sitting there going, if I'm Durban Supergiants, I'm like, what did that Bangladesh franchise pay you for you not to come and play with us? Because they needed a batter. Johnson Charles just sat there showing us everything. 
I remember I did a podcast after the, the auction and was like, who is he? Timber's better? No. Johnson Charles, by all means. You said, Tim, you actually told me that he's, he, he hits boundaries. Oh, boy, he had he hit boundaries in that game. That second game was just insane. Oh, Johnson Charles, 118 or 46. Oh, he was on fire. Unstoppable. And the Proteus looked helpless. They really looked helpless. And at the innings break, I thought, can a team bowl even worse than this team? And the answer was, there is. The West Indies. And that goes to your Odine Smith point, where it was, they just have one too many all-rounders. It's a problem. And then there's another guy who's throwing. Raymond Rifa, we see you. We know you don't bowl that often. But, dude, no. We can see that. We can see that. Like, like Pangi, you were like, this man is throwing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take exception to that tweet because I didn't notice it during the game. I, 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 I will notice that. How? How did you not notice ruling, that? I didn't notice it. The ruling is... Like pitching on a mound. The ruling is... That picture that, that is being circulating on Twitter, if the arm stays like that throughout the delivery, it's fine. It's not a problem. So he can't whip. He can't whip. If it's bent and it's bent throughout the way, it makes no difference. It's absolutely legitimate. If you want to do bowl the bent arm, that's fine. But it's got to be obviously above the 15 degrees. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, and, it's, and it's bent throughout, throughout. If he's straightening, if he's flexing at the, at the point of delivery, then he's chucking. I didn't notice it at the time. So I'm not going to call him out for that. Um, I, I, I did find that a bit strange at the time. I could be wrong. Maybe he is. But I, I, like, all I will say is I didn't notice it in the game. Okay, cool. Mm. Um, I think so. Like, like you, you make a really great case. Um, because my only issue is why can't umpires call it out in the game? If they suspect someone... Is, is throwing, but it's probably for that reason, Tim, is you need video evidence to determine whether someone's throwing or not, which is fundamentally problematic with the rule right now, right? Is that somebody can take four wickets. Let's say Raymond Rifa took four wickets yesterday and South Africa didn't win. What do we say to that? Because to the naked eye, me watching, I'm like, this guy, it'd be fascinating if he took wickets. I think he did, he took one. Um, well, and he won he, in the he was, And he, was the same he, he thing was with the... in the SA20. You know, they cited him after he was like number one wicket taker. And then I was in the game, but if I'm all the other teams, I'm putting up a protest. He, because he, it's illegal. If the West Indies won yesterday, it would have been, okay, Johnson Charles was fantastic. But it would be a larger part to Tarifa. Rifa was going for eight and a half and over, hmm. where everybody else was going for twelves and thirteens. Hmm. I think I think when he finished his four overs, he was going for less than nine and over. Um, when 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 the score is is over two fifty, and nobody um, had something like for, he went for ten yeah. and a half, four overs, four okay. runs, and one wicket. He was the best bowler out of the West Indians yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I think that last over, you must, you must have got, got done. But I'm sure yeah. he had eight overs, th- uh, one for twenty-seven. 
I think. I think in that last over he went for, as I say, 15. Um, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, so it, it could have been. It could have been absolutely huge. It could have been absolutely huge. No, no but it, and that's my, my, my issue. But let's go back to the cricket, right? So hmm. why did the West Indies score 256 runs? How did they get there? The South Africans, were they bowling that badly? And, and also, what happened to the Yorker? Is the Yorker no longer used? So, two points. We, I can't remember the series, but we had a, we had a discussion around the, the South African bowling. I mm. think it was a game that they lost, South Africa. I think it was a similar, similar, the same format. It was at Centurion, and I said to do, what's happened to back of a length bounces mm. things? You said to me, and, and you, you were absolutely spot on. You said to me, you bowl short at Centurion, you're going. Yes. Unless you will, unless you are targeting it 100% on the money, you are going at the top. You are going. Um, so that's what happened. Was when they did. Before, when they, there was a six yeah. that, um, who was it? Quinton de Kock hit. He pulled that thing to Mars. I was like, <laughs> it, was the, it, was the, it was one of the biggest sixes I've ever seen. I was like, dude, that's why you don't pull short. <laughs> So, the, problem was, I, the problem was so, playing on the high five, yeah. but I was asking this question for people who are new, who don't understand. Mm. But the problem with playing on the high felt is that, and it's, it's the same thing, if you play any sport up here, rugby, golf, whatever it is, rugby balls go further than you, when you're playing at the coast. Golf balls go f way further when you're playing up here. Cricket balls, by the same, you can even use the same transitive properties, will fly. And they do. And that's why the 4-3-8 game is at the Wanderers, which is on the high felt, and now this game is at Centurion. The only difference with the Wanderers now is that the Wanderers pitch is just yeah, more bowler friendly than we expect. But what length did the bowlers need to bowl? Because they weren't bowling Yorkers. They weren't bowling cutters. And Lungi wasn't playing yesterday. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. Um, no, he wasn't. Yeah. And Dile was in the KFC bucket, who is probably one of the best skill players, um, to, to skill bowlers we have. So it was just pace, meeting bad lines, bad lengths, and yeah. Um, they asked the guys this. They've asked the guys. They asked the, the even they asked um, Dale State had a questionnaire recently on mm. his Twitter page, and somebody said something about. The loss of the Yorker ball. Dale Stein, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but Dale Stein said, if you bowl the Yorker in T20 cricket, you're going out of the ground. Essentially. That's what he said. And I, I, I disagree. I, I really disagree. Yes, if you're going to bowl that and only that, then the batsman over time is going to get used to that and he's going to get himself in a position to hit you straight over your head if he's good enough, for sure. But the fact that we have seen so few in this in this fixture yesterday, I think was a missed opportunity from all of the bowlers. Um, mm. There were a couple of wide ones, wide Yorker links, which tended to be wide. And the bowler didn't go, you know what? Let me let me get my get my direction slightly online so you can get it. The bowler then went short. 
he didn't he didn't try and correct himself he overcorrected mm. that that was the issue the, the, the fact that we don't see enough i don't think we see enough slow board yorkers fast yorkers leg stop ones ones that are just like inside the white line and that there are a variety of yorkers that you can be bowling the fact that we don't see that i think is a missed opportunity I really so, think, and I, I think it could have been a, a thing it could have used. He, and, and, here, and here's my thing, right? Um, I know a lot of people don't like Lungi and Kitty. I think Lungi is the most skilled bowler we have right now. Marco's too green. All Marco knows is pitch it on a length and let it go. He gets some swing. Well, swing gets punished at, uh, up here. He gets a little bit of bounce, but yeah. It's help. The thing about the bounce is in tune compared to the Wanderers. This bounce is helpful. This bounce, you know, you're bowling back of a length elsewhere in the country. It comes rib height, still not nice. Back of a length now brings you up here, and boom. You know, at the Wanderers, it's up here. And then now you're contending with top edges and everything else. Um, My thing is, I look at that bowling lineup, it sounds like there's no skilled player. There's no, there's no one who I can trust to give me a cutter. I know Nokia can give me a cutter. Nokia's cutter is 130 k's an hour. There's a 20 <laughs> differential there, and the change of pace is great. But Andile can give me a cutter for 100. Lungi can give me a cutter at 110. You know, that's the type of things that I was looking for. Um, the other problem was Tabresh Amzi. Oh. I love to braise. I love you. I don't know what's going on. But we need you dialed in. We need you focused. Because I thought he would be the difference in terms of breaking the game open. You know, because whenever the fast bowlers go for runs, Shamsi's the wicket taker. And Shamsi's always your wicket. He's a top three wicket taker in the last four years. He knows what he needs. It's actually top one. Because then you've got the quicks of of Lungi and Andile's up there, and then you've got Anuchen and the guys. My thing is this: I think we kind of made a mess with what we were trying to do. I know Susanda can bowl cutters, and I know Susanda's a great T20 bowler, um, and he's good at the death, and that's what he's there for. But in the middle overs, from eight until sixteen, it's Mm. three bowlers who operate for me. It's Shamsi. It should be Ngidi. And it should be Petrugwai. And I know, and but then that's going to bring a question as to who goes out in this team, right? Parnell, I don't like, I think we need to have a conversation around Wayne because he's in there for his batting, but he's not giving you what Andile gives you with the ball, right? And then we have a question about Kahiso and Anrich. You need to have one, you can't have both in T20 cricket. You need to choose, and you need to choose quickly. Because you're denying yourself the because I because because Lungi's taking wickets yesterday, and is taking wickets yesterday. Yet they posted him in the KFC bucket with fans who don't know who know who Andile is. Great beard, by the way, bro. Great I, beard, love it. I I I I think I think you're saying to Kakiso, retire from this. You can play your T20 leagues. You can play your S20 and IPLs. I can't. We can't stop you doing that. But we need you firing for. 50 over and the bilateral series. I don't need you. You can against the West Indies at home, it's fine. In a World Cup situation, right? 
the decision between Kahiso is him and Sisanda. So, so Kahiso comes with me to the World Cup, but he's in my World Cup squad. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. just that between him and Sisanda, they're my death bowlers. That's all they do. Kahiso might even bowl two overs in the game. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But he's my death bowler. But I'm resting you in the bilateral series because I know what you can do. I really do. I don't need to know that. I need to get others, the Marco Janssen, the Lungis, the Anurs, the ability to bowl T20-ish, to build all those cutters, to, to bowl slower balls, slow ball bounces, you know. And so for me, that's it. I don't want to not have, go to a World Cup without Kisofi's fit. Any World Cup at that case. My only question is, at this point in time, from a, from a, from a, a matchup point of view, Having Kahiso and, and Anukh doesn't work. And I think Delhi had the same issue. One will fire, one will not. Because they all they I feel they're bowling at the same time that the other one needs to bowl. You know. And then but you can't have them on both ends because then I think it makes it easier for the batters. Because then people are chucking it down at one fifty. All I need to do is get some a piece of bat on it. So so for me that was that was it. But now let's move over to the batting team. South Africa's batting. Oh, I think man of the Manchester was Reza Hendricks. Quinny deserves it, but nothing's going to be said about Reza. Reza is the. So the way I look at it, if you look at the four three eight game, right? Herschel was the blaster. He ran with it, right? Did everything. Graham scored that hundred, worked through it, did it, did what he needed to do. That Reza innings is just as good as Graham Smith's innings in that game. That's how I see it. So on Christmas Day, when you guys all watch, watch Reza. Quinton's the show. We always know he's a show. Reza at some point, I think when Quinton was on 90, in the 90s, Reza still had a higher strike rate than Quinny. Reza was just dealing in fours. He was just carving you up in fours. He wasn't carving up in sixes. He was just every ball that was outside off stump, doesn't matter if it was short, it was... It was it was back of a length. He was just cutting through. There was this one where he it was a, it was he played it late and it just went past point and it was going. Oh, I was like Riza. Yes, Riza's a show, guys. Riza is a show. I was so impressed by Riza. The other problem I had is is when he started losing wickets, I was like, okay, we kind of need people to stick in, and Aiden and David did the did the job, which was awesome. But that top three. Oh yes, and then obviously. Um, who was it? Riley. Riley. Riley looked like he was playing baseball yesterday. There was those two back-to-back sixes. He looked like he was Bryce Parsons of the of, of the Phillies, left-hander, just finding um, Kyle Corner, just because. Yeah, we're playing baseball. But how great was it to see it, our, our batting lineup do this? Um, the the. the uh... The idea of having wickets at the back end of a T20 is gone. The idea of getting yourself seven and over after six overs, you know, sort of 50 after six, that's gone. It's out the window. Yeah, the whole 15 overs and we'll reassess. That's gone. Yeah, that's gone. <laughs> the whole security, the whole being, the whole being conservative and uh, keeping wickets in hand is gone. Mark Butcher held us back, guys. He and it's glorious. Back. It's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. Uh, just just on the, on that game yesterday, I know it, there were 
yeah. both relevant. But the game was yesterday. Everyone went went for it. Everybody came in. Nobody said, you know what, I'm gonna get myself in. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna bat for six or seven, eight balls to get myself in. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. You talk about Riley's innings, sixteen or four. The point there was the impetus. The impetus was still with South Africa. He went mm-hmm. out there, scored those boundaries, got out, this guy comes in, comes in, gets in, spacks the ball all all over the park. Um the only time, the only time when I was a little bit worried was when, two was new when at the, crease. the two new batters in the crease and they were, they were Miller and Markram. And you're Miller like, and Markram what are we <laughs> for like about nine balls, nine balls. They were just rotating the strike. And I was like, guys, you, do, you didn't know it's 259. You didn't know <laughs> that the title was 259. Could you please... um? Revert back to what what, what we're supposed to be doing. Um, that time, Markham and Miller telling you, Tim, no, dude, those guys bought <laughs> us a lot of time. And that's sort of thing about the batting innings, right? It felt like they had so much time. There was urgency on the scoreboard, but they were batting like that's so much time. Like, even in that period, I was like, yeah, no, it's okay. Run rate is still 12. <laughs> it was 11 at the time, actually. I was like, okay, no, it hasn't gone but above 12 like we need to we need to find a way to pause and reassess and then when 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 miller got out i was worried i was i was sitting there going oh west indies a one wicket away we we don't have a roston chase batting a nine (laughs) 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 we've got wayne parnell whose strike rate is 77 we've got bjorn fortain whose strike rate is 80 and you have susanna magala whose strike rate is 188 um so, yeah, I was going, oh, they must be telling us we're two weeks away. We're one wicket away. And then that wicket never fell because Heino Klaassen at... Because when I saw it was Heino Klaassen and Aiden Markham batting, I was like, oh, no, yeah. The last two people to score hundreds at, at Centurion. Okay, cool. It's fine. Yeah, we're, we're good. But... Yeah, look, it, 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 was cool. it was glorious. I just hope he continues. I hope that this is... I hope, as I said, I hope that this is... this particularly in the second game, I hope the approach is not an anomaly. I hope the approach mm. is not a one-off because this is just an extraordinary game where literally every ball goes out of the ground. I hope that this continues going forward. I hope that we see this tomorrow. Um, we might not see as many runs, but I hope we see this approach. To see this approach from every single batsman was refreshing. It was it was really refreshing. And none of them seemed scared. None of them seemed in their shells. You can't afford to be in your shells at this format. But there were times in the last 18 months where we were. There were times when we thought that the situation was too big. We felt yeah. that the situation was too big for us. We played a semi-final and it was too big for us. It, yeah. it was, there, there, were, there were periods in the last two years where... You could see cards just falling apart. So I even hope even in that Netherlands be... game, even in that Netherlands, I don't. Uh, and and yeah. the thing that kind of proved to me was the Saturday, right? We kept on losing wickets as we went on because Riza fell early, but there was still that impetus. You know, the thinking around that team was let's try score as much as we can, and I thought a hundred after eleven overs, that's okay. That's 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 decent. It's actually not decent. That's a very good total. 
Must um, <laughs> It's a very good total in that 11-over game. Uh, but they went to score 130. And the, the, my thinking is that in the midst of them losing wickets, that, that impetus was there. Nobody went in to be like, okay, guys, let's get ourselves to over seven. Let's get ourselves to over nine. And then we'll give ourselves two overs to at least try to score 40. Something like that, you know. Um, which was the previous regime. So I was happy mm. with that. Really, really happy with that. Tim, as you talk about tomorrow, A, what does your team look like? I'm not playing a spinner. It hasn't I been... Tim. Uh, it hasn't not been... Even beyond. Not even Bjorn. Not even Bjorn. No. I'm delighted that he's at the squad. I think that, particularly with the West Indies setup that they have, they want to play Bjorn. They want to play Shadow at the moment. They don't want to play Shadow when he's at his elite best, I don't think. But he isn't at his elite best at the moment. So for me, so Lunky comes in mm-hmm. for Shadow. Okay. And then the next question is a, is, a, is, a, is a question. And it's a legitimate question. I think... Andila comes in for Wayne. I think that, that I think, think that those are the changes that I'm making. Okay. If you are playing Wayne, you are not batting him any higher than nine. Yes. If you are, and you, you, you are just cutting yourself. We saw in the first game, he scored three of four balls mm. below him. Makala came in below him, scored 18 or five. Yes. Sisanda uh, for uh, me is is an eight. If Marco is playing, Marco bats at seven. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the way that's the way I'm thinking. I think Wayne will play. I think they like him. Um, yes, he's primarily a bowler. I think at the moment, despite the fact mm-hmm. they are batting him too high, um, that would be my only sort of close call, shall we say. But I, mm-hmm. I think Lunky has to come in for the next one. Okay. Whoever drops it, I think Lunky has to come in. Okay. So there's no Andila here in the squad. Did he join Oh, the sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, so I just wanted to check. So, so we're stuck with Wayne. Sorry, Tim. Yeah, uh, we're um, stuck with Wayne. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not picking in Tristan. I'm not. They said pretty much that they weren't going to play him. Yeah. Um, I don't really know why. I'm comfortable with they, that. But they, they basically said that at the, at the before the series started. So, yeah, okay, apologies. Um, then it's just the one change. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm keeping Bjorn, um, and him and Aiden will bowl those overs. Because I'm thinking SA20 final. So I'm keeping Bjorn, and I'm, and I'm taking out Shamsi for, for Ngiti. Um, I don't want to do that. It's against my better judgment, but I know Bjorn can take, takes more wickets than Kesha Maharaj. So I'm okay with that. Um, and I've watched Rula Fanamava take a six for in a final. So at the Wanderers a month ago. So I'm okay with having my left arm spinner there. Um, it's also going to be a, a run fest. Um, a massive run fest tomorrow. I think it's also going to be another 180, 200 type of game. Um, small boundaries, big West Indian levers. It's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And you chase, win the toss and chase. That's, that's how you do it here. Um, yeah, so 
that's where we are. I'd love to have Andila in the T20 side, but yeah, Andila, please work on your batting. Leave, leave the Dolphins. Go, go be a T20 specialist at the Northwest. Help, because the, the only way Northwest will survive is if they like come third in the T20 competition. Um, so you, you'd help them a lot. So please go score runs there. Um, okay, that's enough about the squad. Tomorrow, the Proteus player Western is in the decider. We have a decider. It's been a while since we said decider. So. Third ODI, it's gonna be great. Mash is gonna be excited because that T20 side for the West Indies is amazing. It's insane. Okay, their bowling is little, but their batting is. Wild. Their batting is just on another level. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm worried for tomorrow. I'm trying to figure out how do I how do I bowl at at, at the Wanderers? Do I like try dig it in short, but it's gonna be wide? Okay, so I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what, guys. Just bowl it back of a length, straight, onto the stumps. If he misses, if he misses, you hit. That's what I'm top of off. Try to do that. Yeah, I know and, it's going to go in the air, but there's nothing we can do. There's no way yeah. to hide. Yeah, and maybe and a little bit of a change of pace. That could. And yeah. if he makes room and cuts it over point for six, <laughs> more victory, more victory to him. He he gets the victory. Yes. That's you know, you didn't do anything well, wrong. He, <laughs> yeah, or if he flicks you off the pads to Cal Corner, there's nothing I can do. Sorry, dog. Like, like I, don't, I don't know where you can bowl on any of those pitches, either Centurion or, 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 or the Wanderers, without necessarily getting tongued. Unless if you're like trying to cut them for room and, you know, yeah, don't give them room. That, that would be my answer. But hey, I watched Reza Hendricks cut people when they were trying to do that. Okay, we have a little thing that we have to do at the end of the week. Um, we're going to have to play the Netherlands. Um, I think, and then two ODIs. Remember, Omicron kind of stopped the um, the series. Uh, the first game was rained out, which meant it was abandoned, and the Netherlands got points to end the reason why South Africa are staring qualification in the face. Things are going well for South Africa in New Zealand. Sri Lanka's not winning games. Well, they lost the one game, which means that they can only get to 97 points, which means Sri Lanka's going to Zimbabwe. That's going to be fun for them. And the West Indies. So now the West Indies are holding on to hope that the Netherlands can do them a favor. So now South Africa have released the squad, the ODI squad, for the two ODIs against the Netherlands to be played up here on the high felt. There's a pink ODI, and I think there's one at Centurion. Um, but yeah, so here's the squad. And I'm going to put it up, I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to tell you one thing about the squad that tells me about the squad. Okay, Captain Temper Bavuma. Uh, you've got Quinton de Kock, Bjorn Fortein, Riza Hendricks, Sisanda Magala, Marco Janssen, Heino Klaassen, Anuk Nokia, Wayne Parnell, Lungin Giti, Rassi van der Dissen, Aidan Markram, Tabrez Shamsi, David Miller, and Kakisura Bada. That's a 15-man squad. When you go to a World Cup, you announce how many players, Tim? 15. <laughs> so, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, here is the World Cup squad for the World Cup at in the yeah, in India. This is it. Have a look. Marinate in it. This is your World Cup squad. That's all this squad tells me. This is who they are. This is where they're going. Congratulations to Mark Jensen on making it in. And Wayne Parnell. <laughs> um, those are the two guys I'm worried about in terms of a spot. But I can't fault the batters. I can't fault the bowlers. Outside of Shamsi, who is the only wrist spinner in the country unless a Sean von Berg decides to put up his hand. Okay, he's been, but nobody's been taking him seriously. Um, but yeah, 
That's what it is. World Cup. Well done, everyone. Congratulations. Um, that's your World Cup squad. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> like I looked at it, I was like, yeah. Best 15. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see the same at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. 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 The sad part about it, it was like Tony DeZorzi, Ryan Rickleton, and Dile. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Begum Nan. It was it was nice. It was nice. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but 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 if you're looking at properly, if you're looking at it as a, as a pro team set up, if you're looking at it from a coaching point of view, the fact that we have that 15, what, quite a few months, I think it's October, um, yeah. September, October, and you've got your squad already, that tells you you're going in the right direction. That tells you mm. that you're going in the right direction. As, yeah. as you rightly point out, one or two possible changes, but uh, I don't see that happening. The fact that they have got 98% of the squad nailed down mm. is a good thing. So I just got one question for you, Tim. Um, are we entering the era of part-time spinner or full-time spinner Aiden Markram in, in, in the ODI setup? Oh, or he's spinning all around the Aiden Markram. He's a spinning all around in white ball. He's a spinning all around in white ball cricket. For a stop. Spinning around a white ball cricket for a stop. That's what it is. Doesn't have a lot but, of hundreds in an ODI no, cricket, but anyway. But he's playing in the in the in the fifty over format as that. In my opinion. <laughs> as that. As that. He's gonna bowl well he's gonna he's gonna bowl more than six. Definitely. If he's gonna bowl more than half, then he's then he's that, in my opinion. JP Germany esque. That the talent actually catches up to, to, to ODI cricket. That in the World Cup, the surprise package for South Africa is Aidan Markham actually living up to his potential. Okay, that's a bet I'm willing to take. The, 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 but the big thing, the big, big thing. Okay, so it's 15-man squad. The big, big thing is SA20 is owned by IPL teams. That has meant IPL going players are available for this series. That is enormous. A yes. couple of weeks ago, we, we sort of talked about possible inclusions who could be playing if they were not available. And not to save us to them, they would not have done, uh, so they would have done South Africa proud and they still would have been favourites to get the job done. The fact that the IPL guys are there is absolutely enormous. It's enormous. It creates more pressure, absolutely, mm -hmm. but it does mean barring a, 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 a really poor performance, South Africa should get the job done. Whatever happens in New Zealand, whatever happens in Ireland, whatever happens yeah. for the West Indies, South Africa should get the job done. Because they got the IPL players. And that's what it is. It's the strongest possible squad to qualify for or to make it into the World Cup because mm -hmm. now this World Cup qualifies. So yeah, in cricket that's weird. But anyway, it, it it creates a sense of urgency, it creates viewership, and I see what the ICC were going with this because if you look at soccer, World Cup qualifiers, especially towards the end, they're well watched. Um, and so, yeah, 
it just hasn't worked out the way they would have wanted it to. But, yeah. Okay. That's it. Um, enjoy the T20 tomorrow, Tim. Um, and we've got ODIs on the back end of the week. So when we're back on Monday, we'll be talking either a disaster against the Netherlands or or something else. But we've also got a podcast um, in a couple of days that we'll be releasing with, um, I think it's Bert. Um, our, uh, our Dutch expert. Correspondent, um, yes. Yeah. Yes, he will be talking yes. about 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 the Netherlands series and because there are there are a few new faces to their mm. squad uh, um, that the, that were not here in 2021. So they'll yeah. be talking about that. Um, they're also missing a few individuals, but as I say, we'll be talking about that more in detail later in the week. Yeah, cool. Mm. Thank you very much, Tim. Mm. Everybody, that'll be the end of our podcast. Enjoy the cricket this week. It's going to be so much fun. There's so much um, drama that's about to unfold, and there's probably another 400 plus, 500 plus cricket game on the horizon tomorrow. But outside of that, have a great day. Goodbye, and le sale kakajiso. Wait, sorry. I'm trying to get the edit. <laughs>